We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good morning and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you this morning, Todd? Davis, it's all good. All good here. How about you? What's Doing happening? Doing great. Doing great. It's a beautiful day down in All Michigan. Right. How's, here. Yeah, how's the family? Doing wonderful. I'm just enjoying summer break for a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> I know it is two, pretty amazing two, that two high school weeks. season starts in July, July oh 31st here in San Diego. So absolutely. And we got tryouts for club before oh, that. That's oh right. my goodness. That's it's right. it's just nonstop. But it's all good. It's all good. All How right. about yourself? Yeah, cruising. So it's uh, you know. Sun finally came out in San Diego, oh, so getting a little here. beach time, getting a little uh, little tennis. I'm trying to play. I played uh, a little fours volleyball yesterday on the beach, trying to get my shoulder where I can okay. raise it above my head. So is it's, it sore uh, today? But, uh, back in the sand is nice. Uh, yeah. Nice being back in the Are sand. Are you sore today? Uh, no, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's not 100%. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're on the skill this week. What are All we looking right. at? All right. We have a little different one, and this is titled Raising Player IQ. I love this A topic. deliberate approach. Is this something we teach? Ooh. And my feeling to start is yes. Okay. We have to be able to teach it. And so I think the first thing we have to do is uh, define, hey, what do we mean by a high IQ? We can't teach it if we can't define it. That's a great point. Uh, so I think I would say that uh, a high IQ player has a wide and deep knowledge base. Oh, okay. There, there has to be some knowledge here. It's just right. there, and we'll talk about specific things they need to know. Okay. But there has to be a knowledge base. Okay. Uh, along with that is they possess a sophisticated skill set. So if you have this knowledge base, but you don't have any skills then you can't really go oh well yeah that, that's a high iq player right the high iq player goes no this is what we can do in this situation and i have the skill to do it yes okay. okay and then of course they put these two things together so they put this knowledge and skill set together to make decisions that leverage winning okay perfect so when you that. see that player and go oh it's it's game point no nah, that, that kid killed us again right made the right decision uh to get that last point and so from there, we have to go, yeah, now we teach it. Uh, and we have to get into uh, some deliberate methods to teach it. It's not bestowed by a wizard on a mountaintop. <laughs> I think right? that's what a lot of play or coaches think. It's right. Like, oh, just this player it. has high IQ, so I want her to play for me. Right. right? No, we have to... Well, I mean, it's like anything. Hey, jumping ability, attacking. There's going to be some kids who are better than others, right. but you can teach all of them to be better. Right. Good. And yeah. some of them are going to take to it. Some of them not, might not take to it as well, but they can all improve. Um, so with that, where do we go? I think, first of all, we have this idea of conceptual awareness. Pretty simple. Uh, what is the object of the game? And when I ask kids this, they they give me all kinds of weird, <laughs> weird answers. Yes, but just the object of the game is, hey, 
Don't let the ball land in your box, make it land in the other box. And now we're going to figure out ways to do that to win. Yes. Uh, okay. yes. And so, hey, you know, starting off, do we want to hit the ball high over the net or low? And it's low because that gives the defense less time. So right. just starting with some basic concepts till they understand the game. Uh, and along with that, the understanding time and space. Oh, okay. So we have this space, we have this uh, court, we have this net, and then we have time. And how do those things go together? Right. I love that. And I don't, I think literally just starting with those two things and you can just expand those for however long, but right. literally start there and you're going to have some good progress. already. Right. It's okay. so good. So from that conceptual awareness, we go to competitive acumen. Okay. And that is knowing personal strengths and weaknesses. Do you know, you might say, oh, this is the right thing to do. But if you don't have that strength, that might be the wrong shot for you to choose right there. So do you know your strengths and weaknesses and your team's strengths and weaknesses? So, uh, and then the same thing with the opponent. Do you know the opponent's strengths and weaknesses? So if there's a little tiny blocker over on the right side, you might say, oh, I'm gonna hit over that block, but they might put their best defender back there. It might be just smarter to tip over the block because once again, we're dealing with space and time and we can tip the ball low over the block and it's gonna land fast. And that defender that's playing back at 20 feet ready for heat won't be near it. Right. Just build out from, from the foundation to the next standpoint. Yeah. I love that. And the third part of this competitive acumen is understanding risk reward. So cool. And I think this is something that we teach all the time. And hey, we might uh, make a mistake at, uh, you know, one, uh, two in the first set uh, that we don't want to make at you know 15 14 in the fifth right absolutely and so we understand that risk reward I, right? I love this my buddy is coaching junior college men's volleyball for the okay. first time and i described uh junior college men's as just going for the most fun play possible every <laughs> time <laughs> and i can say that because i played junior college but yeah it's risk reward the, the the funnest play is not always the most uh beneficial play for your right. team right right i love that right so and cool. just the idea of wait a minute this is a bad set Right. And we put the ball in the middle of the court. And even if we miss, it's still going to go in. We're still going to make the defense make some decision. Who's going to play that ball in the middle of the court? You know, on your team, it might be different than my team. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Some teams might all move away from it, let it bounce. You never know. Uh, but that middle of the court is something that, that we like rather than going, oh, I got a bad set and I'm going to go for it and get this amazing right. kill. Right. I love it. And then number three is tactical awareness. Uh, do people under, do, do players understand tactics? Do they understand uh, offensive and defensive systems? What the goals are of, hey, we play a perimeter defense because of this, or we rotate because of this, or, uh, and do we understand why we do things and then our opponents? And can we put that together? Uh, rotations is part of tactical awareness and so do our kids really understand when we say row two uh we're gonna serve over the stack in row two do our players understand what we're talking about right and can they start doing that themselves oh i can get them oh they have a really good middle if we serve that serve over that stack, we can take her out of the offense i love that and you might be gonna you might be mentioning this later but also terminology 
terminology and that's part of the knowledge right, right? part I, of the knowledge i, I had a kid that at the tournament at the end of the year said what is transition <laughs> <laughs> i'm like good thing you asked <laughs> that's, that's when awesome. you talk to that assistant coach going, okay you better do this i can't yeah, do it with right. i can't i can't do it with a straight face and then uh another part of that tactical awareness is is history what just happened how many times does that hitter get blocked and then tip? Yes. Right. Yep. And so high IQ players have a have a feel for that history, right? They know who the short servers are. When that short server goes back, it's the kid with the high IQ going, hey, he's got a good short serve. Yes. Right? They know that, right? Right. Some kids are all who, who, who's serving? Right. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> their right. serve. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we get into of course there's that knowledge but there are also behaviors what are the right. behaviors okay. uh the first one and maybe most important might be vision where to look and why and that is hey uh high iq players can take their eye off the ball because the player playing the ball next is going to give you the cues on where the ball is going right and if i'm watching the ball all the time i don't pick up those cues so you see players with low iqs they're ball watchers well, and they, those are the players that won't get a higher IQ until they start doing it because they're not going to see what they need to see to be able to tell. And you got to work on it. You got to right? work on you gotta, it. Yeah. You got to teach it. You got to be deliberate. Good point. Uh, and as far as that vision, we have to get into both narrow and wide focus. Right. So if you're a middle blocker and you have your eyes on the setter, you still have to have an idea of the routes of that the middle attacker. Yep. So you have to have this both narrow focus on the setter or where's the setter going? but this wide focus as far as tracking routes. Uh, and then early detection. And this is something with vision. You know, I ask my players all the time, what was the depth of the set? And I know the depth of the set by the ball. At the time the set reaches its apex, I know the depth of every set. Right, right. And it's something that we've just been playing volleyball so long and so many times over and over that's just so natural to me. And go, hey, that ball's tight, that ball's way off. Right. That ball's good set. That can be struck hard. That's and I know down. those things yeah. like right pretty away. fast. Yep. Yep. Uh, but how can we teach our players that? So that early detection, especially when we talk about depth. Uh, from vision, another behavior we have to get into is making decisions. So we have to go from this vision to decision. Experts take in less info, but it's more relevant. Right. So I might be focused on depth of set because that's really going to tell me what this attacker can do. Whereas we might have another player who they're looking at the hitter, they're looking at all these different things. It doesn't really matter. Depth of set is going to tell me, wait a minute, it's tight. They're going to tip. They can't hit this. And they're like, I'm the player is like, I'm looking, I'm looking coach, but I can't tell. They're not looking at the right stuff. Right. So or they're not re receiving the, the right relevant stuff. Yes. information. Yes. Can they prioritize that? And then we have to understand, and players need to understand that the correct decision might not be possible all the time, but they can make a better decision. So the idea of ruling things out, it's like, yes. hey, minute, I don't know where this player is hitting, but I know she is not going to hit line right. <laughs> because of what this looks like. The ball is way inside or whatever, and can't hit line there. So I, I can get off of the line. Now, she might tip, she might roll, she might do some other stuff, but I know I can rule some things out and I can give myself a better chance. 
from decision-making to problem-solving. And can we get this idea of curiosity? I think this high IQ player has this find-a-way mentality that sees challenges rather than problems. Yes. And says, hey, oh, this is interesting. I haven't seen this. How do we deal with this hitter who's periscoping the ball <laughs> over our block into the middle of the court? I have to make yes. an adjustment. I got to go stand in the middle of the court against this hitter. Right. <laughs> uh, and along those same lines with curiosity is this idea of adaptability is, hey, there's a plan B when A doesn't work. Hey, we went into this match thinking this, but all of a sudden now, oh, they have a new kid that we didn't see last time. Right. We got to make an adjustment. Now they can score on the backside. This kid has a great arm over there. We can't leave them one-on-one -on -one, or whatever the case may be. Another behavior, communication. So uh, I know there's a lot of stuff people are going, oh, communication, you don't need to spend that much time on it. I think high IQ players are, are great communicators. And number one, they're master predictors. Uh, like they that. go, hey, this is row five when the setter loves to dump. Yes. Okay, so this is where we're really looking for that dump. Or um, our middle serving for the libero. Hey, this is when the setter is going to dump. And we remind everybody. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we have communication before the play and predicting. During the play. The high IQ player is assertive and surrounded by clarity rather than confusion. Yes. Okay. And that's what I was going to say. I'm not, I've, I've been on, you know, on the pod before saying, you know, I'm not big on communication, but I am big on communication. If it's this kind of stuff, what I'm not big on, if it is chatter and random, you know, I don't even know. Well, no, we've talked about this a yeah, little bit true. about having clean air, clean air, where somebody's looking for a set, right? Yes, a set me, set me, set me, like set me. Informative right? communication is great. Right. Yes, I love this no. stuff. So we talked about being uh, having that. You know, when the ball's in play, is hey, uh, this, around that player there is clarity. That yes. player, we know when they're going to take the ball. We know when they're not taking the ball. Uh, and then after the play, the high IQ player learns from both successes and failures and shares what's pertinent. I love that. Okay. Yes. Hey, we, we we got lost on this. Next time we'll remember in this rotation that, hey, they're going to run, uh, you know, they'll run a tight slide on this. Right. Something like that. Okay. Uh, now, with some specifics getting into skills, I'll quickly go through uh, serving. So our high IQ play server knows the best and worst passers on the opponent's team. Mm -hmm. They know weaknesses of opponent serve receive formation and side out offense. We talked about that a little bit before. Maybe serving short over the stack in row two. Maybe serving, uh, you know, in row three, where if the let's say the middle is stacked over on the left side of the court, you serve so the middle can't run a route. Get her route. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Get in her route. And then uh, the high IQ server knows about risk rewards. Okay. So I'm not trying to, if I'm not, super accurate. I'm not pinning a ball on a sideline uh, because I'm going to miss some of those. Right. I'm going to serve more of a seam. Uh, streaking. I'm a big into streaking. Yep, so absolutely. we're not going to miss when we're on a streak. The high people goes, hey, this is the time they're struggling over there. They are, they are having problems. We're going to make sure we serve in and make them get out of the problem. We're not going to give them a, an easy way out. And real quick, with the uh, with the best and worst passers on the opponent's team, or with any of these like sort of tactical ones on serve receive or on serving, I, a lot of times at the beginning of the season, I'll go, "We're going to go this zone. Why?" Right. And they have to tell you why. Right. And then they that way you don't have to give them zones every single time. Yep. You know, and they can be like, "Oh, that's where the worst passer." Is. And then they can start taking the tactics for their own. Right. 
So nope, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Uh, serve, receive, high IQ players, you know, so just kind of turn it around. Strength and weaknesses and tendencies of opponent servers. Yep. Okay. And then strengths and weaknesses of teammates' passing abilities. So I might have uh, somebody who is, uh, you know, just got beat short. I might move, help move them up. Hey, take that short one. I'll help you on that deep seam or something. Uh, uh, let's get into attacking. Okay. High IQ players, Perfect. attackers, they know their personal strengths and weaknesses. Yes. So they know, hey, this is my go-to shot. I have these in my toolbox that I can use. Uh, these are a couple I'm working on. I might try them early in sets, but I'm not going to when it's, you know, at over 20 or over score, that's not when I'm going to go experiment with my new uh, shots in my toolbox. Uh, they know strengths and weaknesses of, of the team's defense and individual defenders. So they might know, I was telling you when we were in Japan, every time our middle serve for the libero, they hit sharp. sharp, sharp yeah. They hit hard inside the block sharp every time. So and smart. we were just telling our middles, hey, get back there and play defense because the ball's going to be hit to you. And they right. come up and go, you were right. They did. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, yeah, we're yeah, figuring this out. out they were way better than us. And then back <laughs> to that risk reward balance of rotation and score. And as an attacker, uh, knowing when to use what shot. I like it. Uh, blocking and floor defense, last one. Strengths and weaknesses of team offense and individual attackers. Uh, setters tendencies and attackers tendencies. Risk reward of each decision. Block or no block, commit to tip or stay deep. What's the risk reward? Wait a minute. This kid doesn't have a great arm. We can just stay down. And hey, we don't need to block, but you're not going to do that against a kid with a big arm. Right. I like that for sure. Uh, and then this idea of continually expanding what we call the POR library, which is patterns of recognition. I love this. And the high IQ players, they have this big library with all these patterns and going, oh, this is a goofy foot hitter on the left who always hits line. Right. I know about that. I've seen right. that pattern before and they're not going to hit sharp. Right. Okay. They're going to hit line and they're going to tool and then, and, and, but uh, we've seen that pattern before. Uh, and then lastly, I think we have to talk about an integrated teaching approach. This isn't something that we teach advanced players. Right. I think we can teach it from day one. Uh, a game like Newcomb. Okay, which is just a little throw catch game. Do you throw it high over the net or low over the net? You throw it low over the net because you give them less time. Now we're starting to think about time and space from the very beginning. I like that. Okay. Uh, the idea of reading and pepper. People go, oh, you got to play over the net all the time. Don't play pepper. I'm going, no, you can play. You can read and pepper. Yeah. If I see a hitter leaning back, I know they're not going to be hitting the ball hard. Right. 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 And if I see, you know, their hand down here, I know they're not going to hit the ball hard when their hand is below their chin. I love that. Uh, and can we start teaching that? Um, things like butterfly, you know, I'm, the setter reading the passer. And, and can you have that setter and butterfly always catch the ball squared up? I like that. Uh, yeah. And so then they're reading the platform of that passer. So we can teach that at very, very, very uh, young ages Absolutely. and beginning players. So that's it. I love it. I love okay, it. Okay, I know let me it's kind of long. But that, I think it's well worth the, the time okay. we spent on. That was really awesome. 
let me ask you, how much does this matter? I think I know what you're going to say, but how much does it matter in winning and losing? Well, I think that we need to do a better job. And I think that uh, I'm putting a, a huge emphasis on it this year in my high school season. That we have to increase these, I, you know, player IQs, and can we be better at it than the teams we play? And can that be something where if the other team's more physical than us, but we have a higher IQ, we can still win? Right. And I, I was going to say, I think this is probably the difference maker amongst most teams. Most teams run the same system. Most teams try to get skilled, just like everyone. I think the coaches and teams who spend the most time on this in a in a meaningful way are probably the teams that win the most matches. That's what I'm going to say about it. I think it's absolutely critical. All right, so we're on to the scenario. And this week, the scenario we're talking about is coming up for me. Okay. It is tryouts, club tryouts and high school tryouts. And they're definitely a different animal. Let's let's stick with club let's here. Stick with I club. think we can maybe even spend some time because I was going to do some stuff for high school trials. I think Perfect. it's a little bit different in high school it tryouts. Because there's so, known, more known commodities. Because stuff club's like coming up and that's going to be the one that you're dealing with. And I'm going to try to stay out of the gym because it's a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> but what do you I have for me? Do it in How do you create some way? type of... Uh, order in the in the in, in the, the chaos in, in the yes. chaos yeah um well first of all let me set the scenario so we got about 150 kids trying out for these teams in the gym so that's for one single age group for just the 16s and that's not the 15s and the 16s that's just the 16s There's okay like and how many courts kids. 150 kids across seven courts okay so it is chaos in there but it is controlled chaos and our club does a great job of running tryouts um but I'm going to kind of focus on not the actual act of tryouts, but what you're looking for in tryouts Got it. Um, and how to evaluate to get the best team uh, that you can. For so, the no, this is, so this will apply to high school too. So I think yeah. we could do it. So yeah. yeah, have at it. Where okay. do you start? So first of all, keep in mind that when you're running tryouts, it's a multi-goal thing. It's not just for the coach. And I wanted to bring that up because I think some coaches, when they're evaluating, they can inadvertently treat players poorly. And I want to make sure that when we're evaluating, we're doing it with a sense of compassion for everyone because they're all different and they're all trying for and empathy and empathy. Yeah. It's not, it's not easy. Everybody's putting themselves on the line. Exactly. And realize that they will talk about you once they're done with tryouts (laughs) (laughs) and this will be the legacy that you, that you uh, pass on. Yep. So um, that's, that's the first thing I wanted to set up. The other thing is I really think when you can, you try to compare players directly and this is not always possible, but a players often won't feel as if they had a fair tryout if they're not compared directly against that player. So how can you do that? You can do some workouts, you can do doghouse, you can have them play in the position groups against each other. So I, I know I'm talking a little bit about the tryout structure, but that's often what we beg for at, at tryouts is can we see these players on the same court next to each other? I like it. Um, Makes sense. When I'm looking for players, there's a couple things that you have to keep in mind, obviously. The first is positional requirements. You can you can have the you know seven best liberos in the gym, but they can't all play on the same team. Now, in high school, depending on who you have, that may end up being the case, right? Yep. I've had situations I know where, all about that. Yeah, we do, where it's just no middles, there's no whatever, and um, they got to play a different position. But we're going to have 150 kids. We're going to have a bunch of uh, you know athletes in every position. 
So first, can you find, you know, a setter, you know, liberos, outsides and middles? Can you find those things? So first positional, but also not necessarily positional. So what I mean by that is if you see a player who might make a good right side um, and they've been playing middle, that's something you got to look at, too, especially if they're going to be better than the right sides that you have. Now, the balance, right? You always are balancing talent and potential versus the right now, right? Um, can they play the, the sport right now at a high level? Um, or do they have tons of potential and might need to wait a little while? Uh, a little while? And it's always tricky. That gets into one of my favorite phrases. Yeah, let's hear it. Learning velocity. Learning velocity, I love it. And so can you give some feedback to yes. a player who we might say, oh, that's a raw player. Give some feedback to that player in tryouts and just see what happens. Yes. And can that player apply it? Is that player curious about that? Uh, you might say, ooh, that player, I really love the way that she took that feedback and tried to change. I saw another player just kind of ignored it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but that gives you an indication that, wait a minute, this one, they might be at the same level right now, but those two players might not be at the same level in three months. Absolutely. And your uh, teaching ability, <laughs> meaning like, I know she's got potential as a setter, but I can't teach setting that great. Right. So I might pass on her to take someone who's a little bit more advanced right now. Right. Right. And so you got to be aware of yourself when you're looking for a team Good too. Point. Right. Do they match with me or, or, you know, and what I'm going to bring to the table? I have a tendency to be a little light with the players, but I still still expect them to be focused. Can the players I'm asking to be on my team do that? So a bunch of intangible stuff. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, serve, receive, total commodity. Right. And we don't do enough serve, receive and tryouts. Right. Because it's slower. Right. They want to get as many touches, yep. but we got to see their serve, receive. Yep. Right. Especially if they're, you know, an outsider libero. We have to see that. So um, to me, form can lie. Form can lie. I see a lot of kids yeah. with great form that cannot pass the ball yep. consistently. So, yes, form shows that they've put some time into their game, and I do value that. Yep. Right. But especially at our club, they got a bunch of kids that do lessons that don't have the game experience yet. So we can look at their form as sort of a general guideline. Have they put some time in? But I want to see can they actually get the ball on their platform? Can they just make it go to the setter? Right. And I think some of that is, I think we talk about tryout drill design. Yes. Uh, having kids stay in for multiple contacts. Right. Yes. Absolutely. And a lot of times I see this, you know, you'll have these courts, you know, you're talking so about big, 150 right? kids on seven courts. So we're talking about 20 some kids per court and kids are going around and getting one contact and one contact and one contact. You have no idea. You can't remember one from the next but right. if they're out for let's say a minute right and the same four passers are out there and you can watch those same four passes especially like you said if you had kids hey we have these four liberos who's the best in server receive? yes that's, that's well and a small idea on that that i really like is you have a whiteboard you have a marker they come off they write their score right and especially them writing their score like i could write their score for them but then when they start to see a bunch of zeros that they wrote down by a bunch of threes that someone else writes down right it, it, and some uh, of that is a little bit hectic for it can be for tryouts when right. you don't know kids and somebody thinks that 
you know, somebody's hooking them or something. Right. You know? I mean, it's, <laughs> like that's, that's not a three, but you wrote three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but you know the difference. <laughs> Remember, a zero isn't perfect. Right. <laughs> right. No. So, but again, if you want to really, especially if it's between two kids, you can even mentally just take just take note. Uh, that's a three. That's a two. That's a three. That's a one. You know, and just kind of stat it because a lot of times it's just so based on our judgment. That's such a short experience yep. with them, right? Yep. Um, Arms. We always talk about that. What's an arm? An arm is a kid to me that can hit heavy topspin and hit the ball hard in the court. <laughs> they could have an arm, but be booming it out on and her I'm hand. Not, on her hand. That's on a good hand. point. Yes, that's a great. How about point. on the hand? Yeah. Yes, hard. <laughs> and I would also say maybe, especially if we're differ differentiating with kids that have an arm, to multiple parts of the court. Can they do that? But I'm going to look for those because those are hugely valuable, yep. right? Um, and then. I'm also looking for athletes, but what is an athlete? What do you think? I'm really interested to see because I know you got you're really great with your words. Well, I there are a bunch of different skills, and so yes. this this idea of this you know all around athlete you know yes. that's kind of gone out of vogue. And so when we look at arms, I like this idea that oh, this kid can hit it hard and they can serve it hard. I like that too. So yeah, I think sometimes we look at okay that arm. I want to see that kid with the arm who hits. I want to see what what their serve looks what, what the serve looks like. So Good because yeah. I think that's something that uh, is an added bonus. Oh, right? So now you get this in two two big skills. Right. If that's you have point. this good arm, it's yeah. not just one thing. That's a great point. Uh, next, I think that uh, you know hand eye coordination. Does yes. the ball hit their sweet spot? Yes. Does the ball hit their hand when they? spike and serve 100%. And so that idea is there's some athletic ability there. Obviously, getting over the net and getting some geometry yep. is uh, important when you have to do some blocking. That is probably the easiest one to see and maybe the most, uh, you know, overemphasized. And I, I try to say, hey, can we find some kids who um, get overlooked yep. and maybe have value? that some coaches don't see it and they can take this kid who's touching high and doesn't have a much of an arm yeah. and I'll take the kid touching three inches lower, but can right. serve has the arm and, and has hand-eye coordination. So all the ball handling, let's say if they're playing middle around area three is handled, right? Yes. I love it. And I didn't prompt you on any of those, but you said a bunch of things, <laughs> that I'm gonna say, which is cool because you know, we're both the, the, the common thing about us. We both coached a long time. Right. And, the experienced coaches don't see the same things that you might look at. And I put down here, not just jumping high, right? right. What is athleticism? It's not just jumping high. Right. I know it's not that, right. although it doesn't hurt, but it's just not the only thing. And but our eyes go there. Our eyes go and There's yeah, eye candy. Absolutely. All the coaches come to me all the time. Hey, have you seen so-and-so? She's so athletic. Yeah. She's the easy one to notice how athletic she is. She's the one touching the, you know, the, the rim or whatever. Right. But I would also add stability, like core stability, be able Ooh, to hold their core okay. stance and agility, right? Being able to change directions and then also level switching. Level switching is where they can go high to play a ball and then immediately go low and play things in multiple zones. Um, okay. And then you mentioned this one, especially tracking. I think tracking moving object is probably the most critical athletic element that a volleyball player has to have. You really don't have to move that fast on serve receive. You, you have to move kind of, kind of fast, but can you get the ball on your sweet spot? Right. And then final thing I'm going to mention about tryouts uh, and evaluating is, can you look for stuff that the others won't do in a player? So 
most players don't want to run everywhere and we want them to run everywhere so they can get a few more touches. Will they run in? Will they lead when others are shy, right? Will they have a big voice? Um, will they want to run the warm up? Like these are all things that we look for. And there's probably a list that goes on. Will they I'll do throw one more yeah. in there. Yeah. This is the one that kills me is when the kid who's first in line doesn't want to be first in line. <laughs> yes. Classic. And so they're like, no. And so they yes. shuffle out of being right. first in line going, oh, no, well, no, no, no. Yeah, no. would someone be to willing that. to do that? Right, right. Hey, yeah. You got to be there and you got to, hey, that. to learn fast, you got to jump into the fray. I love okay? it. You got to fail faster. And I would love to hear what other people have for how they evaluate. Um, you know, we didn't talk much about setting. Obviously, it's locating, but but I look more for an athlete than a lot of coaches, meaning like I feel like I can teach the hands pretty well. Yep. So can they move around the court? We didn't really touch base on that, but, um, and then can they block and can they serve and defend? Like, I feel like I can teach them the actual delivery, but can they move their body? That's what I want to see from a setter. So yeah, makes sense. I'd love to hear what everyone else has. Good stuff. Absolutely. So we're All back right. to the video. We have two videos in the IQ uh, bin. The first is uh, our special guest we had a couple weeks ago, Joe Trinzi. Oh, yeah. Nice. And Joe talks about three visual learning techniques to help your players. So oh, we get okay. into Joe talking about high IQ. And uh, he was so he was so good when we He's had great, him on. Yeah. He was awesome. And then uh -huh. the second one is a guy named Jason Hames from K2 Volleyball Club. Okay. And he has a 30 minute oh, wow. on court video from an AOC. Uh, Conference or uh, conference, yeah. Nice. And the name of it is Raise Your Teams Volleyball IQ and Improve Defense. Nice. Yeah, it's a bunch of great stuff there. Really good. Okay, so you can check those out in the show notes, and those will be on AOC for you to feel free to check out. That'd be awesome. Final is the, the resource. resource. What do you and have? This week is a short but sweet resource. Not much explanation to it. Beach Volleyball World is is what it is, and it's an awesome resource. A resource on YouTube that they put on international beach volleyball matches, cool. and uh, we're just getting into a cool time of the beach season. So I mean, I love to learn from the. the now videos. Are all these guys approach and then set and approach to hit no, on second contact. Not not all. In fact, I'd say it's still in the minority, but it is becoming really quickly a main tactic yeah it's pretty cool so if you want to check it out on i gotta that, go check yeah. some of that stuff out because that stuff cool. i love yeah and i love learning technique stuff on the beach too so i mostly coach indoor but i love learning technique because these guys are inventing all the time to be even more efficient so what a fun episode todd good stuff david good stuff all Feel right free to check us out on instagram at aoc.thevolleypod and on twitter at the volleypod thanks so much for coming on todd. well Appreciate done davis bye-bye all right bye-bye Thank you.